Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, waiting for medical marijuana? You're gonna keep waiting. Also, there was a rumble in the Rocket City. And our panel predicts the runoff. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me, you know? Uh, that or uh, his dudeness or uh, duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. If only we had the El Duderino. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to the Voice of Alabama Politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and I'm joined today by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire, and Josh Moon, columnist and investigative reporter at APR. Welcome. I guess. I guess. You know, it, we got the election coming up Tuesday, the runoff uh, for U.S. Senate in the, here in Alabama. It looks like Katie Britt, if the polls are correct, is going to walk away with this, Josh. Yeah, I, uh, I read that in a column this week. Uh, some guy wrote that Katie Britt's going to be your next U.S. Senator. <laughs> 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 Seemed like he knew what he was talking about. I, I don't know. It's uh, No, I, yeah, I think, you know, you look at the polling on this and you, well, you look, you don't even need polling. You just look back at the at the you know the general or the you know the primary election, um, and yeah, I, I think it's pretty evident. You know that she was strong. Uh, she was a lot stronger in places that I think surprised people. Uh, you know, in, in the Wiregrass, where very conservative area down there, where Mo Brooks would typically do pretty well. That's you know her kind of home base, and uh, you know she did did great. Really, really beat them uh, badly in in that area, and I think that that. Uh, if that holds any in any way, she'll yeah do exactly what you said and walk away with this. I mean, Susan, uh, she 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 really beat Brooks by 15 points, and they they claimed he was surging. <laughs> I mean, when you get beaten by 15 points, that ain't a surge. I mean, he surged like what two two points maybe yeah, like at that, that point. Yeah. But Katie really got out there and worked it. I mean, she went to all the you know, farmers markets and barbecue joints and met people and talked to people. And once you talk to her, you can see how sincere she is in her heart about taking care of the state of Alabama. So it's not surprising to me that she's got those kind of numbers. And I just don't think that the direct numbers are going to translate over to Mo Brooks. It's just, I don't think it's there. The polls we've seen don't, don't show the Durant vote going to Mo Brooks. Mm -hmm. They're either going to stay home or vote for Katie. Mm -hmm. Might a few. But, and, and you make a good point. And, and Josh, you know, we've all watched Alabama politics for a long, long time. Mm -hmm. You just don't win Alabama politics by doing these air wars, you know, where you're just on television. Or simply by going to Republican functions. I mean, Mo Brooks right. had been out on the trail, but he goes to the Republican club meetings. Yeah. He goes to Republican functions. Mm -hmm. Katie went to barbecue joints. She went to county fairs. Mm -hmm. She went to where people live and talked to them about what I said, what are their concerns, what are their fears, what are their hopes and their dreams. And I think if you, even if you look back at the people who've won other elections in Alabama, that's where you win them, is in those places. 
Yeah, you know, I, I will say, you know, for her, and, and I've had some, you know, I've taken issue with some of the things that she said, of course, of course uh, uh, over the last, you know, several weeks as, as she's tried to win this thing and wind it down. But uh, if you look back at the track that she's taken, you know, from a very early point in this state, all right, and especially on the Republican side of this state, uh, that it's going to be dominated by older white male voters. Uh, and typically those older white male voters are not very receptive to younger females. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and so you, she had a big hurdle to overcome. And, and I think it's a testament to how hard she worked that she overcame that to a degree that she, you know, she's now clearly the favorite in this thing uh, and beat two guys that you would think ordinarily would appeal to a lot of those, those, those folks. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I just, I don't think that, um, that, that Mo Brooks did uh, what she did, certainly. And I think that the farmers stuff that, you know, that she did uh, and meeting with yeah. the farmers and going to where they were, uh, not necessarily just the alpha meetings, but some of the other stuff that she did, I think that's really paying dividends for her now. Well, Susan, I, I know, and I don't mean this derogatory towards Katie in any way, but, you know, we had a friend that said to us, it looked to me that Katie was the only person running as a man in this election. <laughs> and what they meant was, when Mo Brooks got hit with negative ads, he whined. Mm -hmm. That's what he wanted to talk about. He was whining. When when uh, uh, Durant got hit, oh God, he just lost his mess. Mm -hmm. But when Katie got hit, she just kept walking. Yeah, she just kept walking, even to the yeah. point where Mo Brooks was whining about the uh, and begging for the Trump endorsement. How embarrassing, really. Yeah, she and, never even asked for it. I mean, she got it, of course. Yeah. but Jesus. Well. You know, look, she, she didn't run on gender or any of that. She ran on issues and what she would do. And, and I think that matters most of all. Uh, we I, I want to talk about the Trump endorsement. We didn't get to do that last week. But I don't know that the Trump endorsement helped Katie that much or will yeah. help Katie that much. I think what we've talked about in the past is when Trump comes out against you, that's when it hurts. Yeah. But when Trump comes out for you, uh, she already, if, if the votes turn out, if people go out and vote, she, she already was going to win. So mm -hmm. I don't know how much the Trump endorsement helped. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so either. And, and if you look at the endorsement, I, be, I believe roughly three quarters of the endorsement was an attack on Mo Brooks. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's a, you're getting kind of what you want out of that. But no, I, I think you're right. It, it was, uh, you know, a last ditch effort. Uh, from Mo Brooks to try to grab that that endorsement, I think it would it probably would have given him a little bit of a bump. I don't think it would have given him enough to get him over the top in, in this race. But uh, you know, not having it and having Trump out there saying negative things about you, and uh, I think that that hurts uh, Mo Brooks quite a bit. And and you know, like I said, I think the results are going to be the same. And I think that's really the reason behind the endorsement is Trump saw what the results were going to be, and he was like, hey, I could use a win, a pretty easy win here. So let's just pick this one up yeah yeah i mean again susan people have to get out and vote they do they have to get out and vote and I'm, I'm hoping that this trump endorsement will solidify some of those people that may be just on the fence about this a little bit uh but they are going to have to get out and vote there we're looking at maybe what an 11 or 12 percent turnout in I mean, this runoff how ridiculous is that but that's what we've got disgraceful but you know i would i think mo brooks's base will get out, but I think his base is about 29%, mm -hmm. not, not, no more than 35. Uh, Katie, Katie has a very loyal following. They'll just have to get out and vote. It's going to be, it's going to be Josh Moon hot out there. I mean, it's going yes, to be is. so hot 
so hot that only Josh Moon and a camel <laughs> could appreciate the heat. You love the yeah. heat, Josh. That's my kind, that's my kind of weather, man. I, it's uh, my kind of weather. I love it when you can just look outside and start sweating. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing well so, right now for the next, and it's, it looks like I'm going to do well for the next couple of weeks. Uh, so I'm, I'm yeah. really enjoying this weather. Hope everybody else is as well. Oh. Well, standing out in the heat is not exactly my idea of a fun time, but people have to get out and vote. They do. And yep. they, they've they got to show up. But remember, and, with a low turnout like this, you're not going to have to stand in line very long. No, so no, please no. get out there and vote. Absolutely. All right, we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. This summer, the world's roads lead here to Birmingham. The World Games, recognized by the International Olympic Committee, will bring athletes from more than 100 countries here to compete for gold. Tickets are on sale now to see events like flag football, softball, gymnastics, lacrosse, sumo wrestling, martial arts, sport climbing, and more. The World Games will bring the best in international sports here. So join the celebration, Alabama, as we step up, because this is our medal moment. So you got caught speeding. But this time you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Welcome back to The Beat, The Voice of Alabama politics. Josh, there was a, a debate up in the 5th Congressional District uh, between uh, Dale Strong uh, and Casey Wardinsky. Uh, they are vying for the seat that's being vacated by Mo Brooks. And you wrote about that debate and you said that there uh, wasn't a whole lot of debate, but there was a lot of attacks and little substance. I mean, you watched it. Uh, yeah. It, 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 to me, it, I, it baffled me that you even called it a debate. Or that anybody yeah. called it a debate. It, it just wasn't, you know, and, and, and God bless the people at WHNT who put this on. Uh, you know, they, they tried. They had good questions. Uh, you know, it wasn't, wasn't a matter of, of poor questions. Um, you know, it just, it, it devolved into, into name calling. I mean, it, <laughs> at one point, Dale Strong, who's the county commission chair, uh, in, in Madison County, uh, it said that uh, Wardinsky, while he was the superintendent of Huntsville City Schools, had had got personal sexual gratification from a contract that he gave to somebody. Uh, the that, that led Wardinsky to then call uh, him a scumbag. Uh, I mean, it was just you know, it was that kind of a thing, and then it was so dominated by national politics. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you had when you the, one of the questions is what would be you know one of your first acts? What do you feel like you can change legislatively if you're in Congress? And Dale Strong's answer to this was the asylum laws, you know, because that's what's really on the mind of the 5th Congressional District in Alabama is the, are the asylum laws. I mean, you know, it's just that's what I'm saying. I, 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 it was just there was so little substance for the people who are actually going to be voting uh, for somebody to go to Congress and represent what is a very vital district now in the state of Alabama? I mean, it's a, Huntsville is our biggest city, and, and, and it, you know, a ton of federal money rolls into that place. And you know, it was just a clown show. That's all it was. Well, and Dale Strong has all along came off as a candidate 
who really cared about the district, really cared about mm -hmm. what was happening at Redstone, what was happening with all the technology improvements up there. Mm -hmm. And then at the debate, he just kind of, it was like somebody else. He just kind of fell apart and, and went into this attack mode. Both of them did. Yeah. With no substance. I mean, how do the voters really actually know who to vote for now? Because they didn't give them any meat to actually yeah. decide on. I mean, I think if you, you look at that race, you know, if you get Wardensky, you're probably going to get a more Mo Brooks. If you're going to mm -hmm. get, uh, if you're going to elect strong, you're probably going to get somebody more akin to what the rest of the Alabama delegation is about, excluding Barry Moore. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't disagree with that at all. I, you know, I just, it felt to me like Dale Strong was trying to pick up the rural voters um, there, and uh, you know, and I honestly, I. It, it would if I were some of those voters up here, you know, I would I would be offended that they think so little of me that that's what they put on, you know, that they feel like those red meat stupid issues are what's going to attract me to the polls to vote for one of them. I mean, it would yeah. it's really it's it's really sad what they what they have attempted to do here. Yeah. Well, I want to move on to another uh, controversial issue here, and that is uh, State Senator Tom Watley and. Uh, Auburn City Councilman Jay uh, Hovey uh, were in a primary contest, and Jay Hovey beat Tom Watley by one vote. One mm -hmm. vote. Uh, now that is going to the uh, ALGOP, the Alabama Republican Party, to decide on that election. I mean, uh, you know, and, and there are folks, uh, Susan, that feel like that that shouldn't be the case and that the fix might be in that Algot might put its thumb on the scale in favor of uh, Tom Watley, the incumbent. I, I, I certainly hope that's I, not the case. I hope not, but it's, you know, there's a lot of problems with people complaining about Democrats but, uh, crossing over. And I, that's, by the way, not illegal. Right. It, mm -hmm. it is totally their right. That is their representative if they're you know, if they're stuck with a Republican, you know, as a Democrat, if they're stuck with a Republican, then they have every right to vote in that primary and because they know they're going to end up with a Republican representative and, you know, that's representing them as well. So, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, there is, it, it could get sticky at Alga. It, it really could. It really could. And, and Josh, you were talking about it some time back. It doesn't matter if you win by run vote. It, mm -hmm. If Republicans say every vote counts, yeah, they all count. They yeah, were all legal, legal ballots. ballots. No one said they're illegal, right? Yeah, they're legal. Everything's legal. What are you What are you talking about? You know, I mean, yeah. I, listen. I've gotten the press releases from the Watley camp, and they're arguing that you know that we should uh, we we should have voter registration or party registration in the state. Uh, you know, uh, and and eliminate the crossovers from you know Democrats that come in and vote in the prime Republican primaries. It's nonsense. And what are you talking about? You know, why why would you ever want that to take place? Uh, and listen, I don't want it the other way either. I, I, if Republicans want to cross over in Democratic races in places, uh, where, you know, because we're so gerrymandered uh, here. If they want to cross over in places like in Jefferson County, around Birmingham, or in Montgomery, around Montgomery, or, or growing now in Huntsville, if they want to cross over into those districts and make sure that the person who's going to be representing them uh, from the Democratic side is more moderate, 
I don't have a problem with that either. That These are your representatives. You should have a say in what takes place. And just because one party has gerrymandered the hell out of the rest of the state doesn't mean that these people should be excluded from having a representative there that speaks for them. And that's what the people in Auburn did. They did not want this ultra-conservative and Tom Watley uh, representing them. And so they crossed over, a lot of them crossed over and voted for Jay Hovey because they feel like he better represents them. And that's what elections are for. It's your vote. You can vote any way you want. Yes. Yeah. As I mean, long Al- as it's legal. Uh, Alabama, uh, of course, uh, Chairman Wall, John Wall of the uh, Republican Party here, has said he would like to see the legislature uh, determine that voter registration by party is how the state will go. Uh, most Southern states have op- what's called open primaries, mm-hmm. uh, right. and Alabama is one of those states. And it's simply for that reason, so that, that you can vote for your conscience in a, in a thing, and you're not held accountable to yeah. a party. And I, yeah. I, that makes more sense to me, yeah, uh, especially to me when too. you have these one-party states. Yeah, yeah I mean, and, yeah, I'm sorry. I, I was just going to say, it, listen. I, one thing I think people need to keep in mind here is there are a whole, while there may have been some Democrats that voted for Jay Hovey in this race, there are a whole hell of a lot of Republicans that voted. And you're, if you turn overturn this, you're going to discount all of those Republican votes uh, yeah, for yeah. Jay Hovey. All right, so you're yeah, going to yeah. disenfranchise all of those Republicans that also voted for Jay Hovey. Yeah, I just don't, I just don't see them doing it. I think the backlash, you know, if, if you're talking about election integrity on one hand and you, you toss out an election, mm-hmm over one boat. But anyway, we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Of Alabama politics. Susan, there are people with Parkinson's disease and other chronic illnesses that would benefit from medical marijuana, medical cannabis. The Alabama Medical Cannabis Commission now says it will be the fall of 2023 before <laughs> there are any medical marijuana products available to those in need in Alabama. 
The question I have is what's taking so long? Really? Can you explain to us why <coughs> this is taking so long? This, what, this, the, the bill was in what, uh, session before last? Yeah, yeah, it's been yeah, two and, years. And, and it's been two years, and now we're talking about waiting another year. You've got cancer patients. You've got, you know, all kinds of people with Parkinson's and different ailments that really need this, and you're dragging your feet because of applications and what? Please, what seems to be the problem here? I mean, Josh, this seems like bureaucracy run amok. Now, I, I think the world of John McMillan, but what in the world is going on over there? Well, listen, I, I, you know, I like John McMillan myself, but, you know, I mean, let's be honest here. That there, we, We've stacked this thing, this this commission, uh, with, with people that, if you had to pick some folks that you would think would be kind of the least understanding of the issue, I, I don't know that you could have done a better job finding them. Uh, and yeah. I, I believe that they have educated themselves here. And I think that's part of the process and the reason why it's taken so long. Um, and, and I just kind of feel like that there, there were so many better options and choices for people who could have been on that commission and we could have been farther along because there does not seem to be a real sense of urgency here. There seems to be some good old boy politics taking place in the background of this thing uh, that yeah. is slowing this stuff down at the back. You know, at the behest of of some medical establishment, let's say throughout the state, yeah. um, and I, you know, I, I would I would bet that if you dug a little bit into this, that you would find some things that would embarrass a few people. Well, I, I, that's always the case, and and also you have to wonder about these licenses, and it's taking so long. Are they yeah. are, are are they trying to find the right people? It's like the ABC stores. You know, mm -hmm. if you research the ABC stores in Alabama, a lot of times you'll find that they're owned by people who has, a, you know, not the store, but the prop, the ground is built mm -hmm. on is owned mm -hmm. by people who have an interest. In Alabama? Yeah. Imagine <laughs> that. Jesus. Surprising, right? Yeah, it's I think that's what we're, we're dealing with here is we have, there's a lot of that uh, kind of, you know, dirty pot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you say dirty pot. I'm not necessarily saying there's something illegal going on with right. this at all. I'm just saying that there's some things, I think if you looked into it, some people would raise some eyebrows about it, uh, and that's holding things up. And I, it, it's a shame that, that we're <clears throat> this far along when people are suffering, and this is, despite what Dr. Death or anybody else would tell you uh, around <laughs> this state, this, this thing does work. It does help yeah. people. People have experienced yeah. great relief from medical marijuana. Well, I'm telling you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely certain that there are certain people in the state of Alabama that are getting themselves positioned to make a windfall of money off that. And then because they're trying to get in position, that's one of the reasons. Now, that's my speculation, but I've lived here all my life. <laughs> and I kind of know how people think in the state. So there's some people out there, you know, how a highway will kind of veer off in a weird direction yeah. so it can yeah. go onto somebody's <laughs> property. Well, yeah. You know, okay. if you uh, look at some of our dealerships, uh, you know, car dealerships, they they got their own roads back in the day. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you, we were talking about ABC boards. We, we've looked into some of this. I mean, the ABC land yeah. owned by people with vested interest in politics. Being released from them. Uh, but this brings up the fact that this alcohol delivery. In 2021, they said... We're just a couple of weeks away from you being able to get alcohol delivered to your home. Mm -hmm. huh. 90% of Alabama cannot get alcohol delivered to their home. Huh. 
and now it's 2022, uh, and you still can't get it. I mean, come on. I mean, this is not rocket surgery. This is not no. difficult stuff. No, yeah. it's not. And it's a, you know, it, it, it again, listen, I, I'll just say it. This is what happens when you are not engaged with your government. All right. This is what, and this is what we we are in this state. We have so many people who have given up on government. I, I'm assuming it's the one party deal uh, or whatever, but they've given up on paying attention to what's taking place with their government. And these are the things that happen. That you know, whenever we talk about the shadiness, what kills shadiness is sunlight. Always, yes. you know, so that sunlight yeah. eliminates all shade. And so that's what you've got to do. You've got to pay attention and you've got to help your, your the folks that are that are going out and, and doing the work, the investigative reporters, the, the newspapers, the TV stations that are going out and, and investigating these things, support them. The head of the ABC board makes over $200,000 a year, closer to 300,000, all right? That's a cabinet level position. Mm -hmm. Now, if he can't get delivery, there, there's plenty of people that want to deliver this. There are plenty yeah. of companies that want to well, deliver it's the same this. way with a, with a commission on marijuana. I, I believe yeah. McMillan makes well over 300,000. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, yeah. it's a, these are well-paid positions. We should not, there, there should not be these questions about this stuff. There yeah. shouldn't be, get the job done. I mean, if you cannot run the ABC board in such a way that you can get alcohol delivered. Yeah. I would, if you worked in my administration, yeah. your butt would be looking for a new, new job. Oh, I yeah. mean, call you Domino's oh, yeah. for God's sakes. Ask them what they're doing. You know, I mean, yeah, exactly. ask them how it this, works. This is not tough. It's not yeah. tough. We already have Instacart and all of these delivery yeah. services available yeah. to us. Yeah. What's the problem here? All right. We're going to have to, the survey says we're going into the panel. Okay, Josh, prediction and the U.S. Senate race. Uh, okay, Britt. Susan? Hello. Katie Britt. All right, in the Alabama Otters race, Stan Cook or Andrew Sorrell? Josh? I hope Stan Cook, but I fear Andrew Sorrell. <laughs> <laughs> Susan? I, yeah, I, I think it's probably going to be Stan Cook. All right, Secretary of State race, Jim Ziegler or Wes Allen? Josh? Ziegler. God, I hate to say this, Ziegler. I think you're both right. And we're going to have to, <laughs> I mean. Unfortunately. Uh, I, I, and I've I told uh, the, the folks running West Allen's campaign, Ziegler has such high ID, uh, you'll, you'll, it'll be a genius who pulls it off. But there's still, there's still something that there's could some happen. Hope. But that's our prediction. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us, because we watch them.